Celia, thank you so much for taking the time on your free day to have this chat with me. Do you want to introduce yourself quickly and uh, what you do? Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for asking. And yeah, my name is Eleni. I have a bookstore since now 10 years. I'm 41 years old and I live in Kreuzberg, also where the shop is. How did you end up opening a shop? Like, was it always a dream or um, did it somehow come like due to life circumstances for you? Yeah, so when I started working in a bookstore, um, like now 20 years ago, I never had the dream of opening my own because I was kind of uh, satisfied where I was. And I always wanted to move to the city, like to Berlin. And so, yeah, I met a friend and she wanted to open a bookstore and she needed some help. So we just talked about it. And then I thought, yeah, why shouldn't you do that? You know, you have experience. You worked for so many years in a bookstore. And so, yeah, maybe it was like the opportunity was there. So we talked about it and then we did it. And how was like the experience that you were telling me about? Like, did you study uh, the subject or what took you into the world of books? Yeah, so I was reading a lot always. Uh, that was my main thing I would do all the time. And I was at university and I needed a job. And uh, a friend of mine, she said she works in a bookstore. And I, if I need a job, I could just ask if they have a job for me. So I went there and two days later I started working as a student. And I liked it so much that half a year later my boss asked me if I want to do the um, what we call Ausbildung. So I started working there and after two years I had this Prüfung, the exam, and yeah, then I was officially a bookseller. Did you ever think about like in terms of like a five-year plan or a three-year plan like, or like X-year plan when you, were, when you were studying or uh, when you were working at the bookshop before? So back in the days I was kind of young, I was like 20 years old and I uh, just wanted to to work there and to, to stay there and where I was. But in the back of my head, there was always like, oh, maybe I should not stay there. Maybe I should go to Berlin and try something new. So there was not a real three or five years plan. It was just, okay, I try my luck in Berlin. I just moved there. And first I found a job in a bookstore in Prenzlauer Berg. And yeah, then I started working there, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. And then I met my friend and we opened the bookstore and in the beginning it was like okay let's try it for five years and uh, we had the contract we found a store and everything so the, it was like the first five years we were thinking of the first five years and then after the, the second year I thought yeah why should I do anything else that's what I want to do. How big of a part is your like in your life is that you have your own business so to say? So now I would say it's the most important part of my life that I'm my own boss, that I have my own store. In the beginning, I didn't think about this. I thought, okay, let's see how it goes. And especially because we are like two bosses. And um, it was kind of, yeah, kind of weird to understand or to, to realize that I really, I wanted to be my own boss. And it's, I wouldn't say that it's the most important thing for the next, 20 years or so but right now I cannot imagine going back to a normal uh, like normal work situation that somebody else tells me what to do or no I can't just being my boss my own boss is the most important thing and you talk about like uh, 
that it's so important for you to love what you do? Has it been like an ongoing force, like from since you were, let's say, young or like younger when you were starting out your work career? Yeah, actually, I never did anything I didn't want to. Or, yeah, sure, I had some shitty jobs and whatever and bars or stuff, but I always liked it. It was not that I thought, oh, I have to do it because of money. I never did it because of the money. It was always fun and I always liked to work and maybe it comes also from because my parents had a restaurant when I was very young and sometimes I helped in the kitchen or I just you know I I you know I grew up with a, my parents having a business so I knew that it's very important to love what you do and that's why I never got into really bad jobs which brought me only money so I always wanted to I always choose between having fun and having money. And how was it like working in the the bar jobs, like having like what kind of pleasure did that bring into your life or like what kind of excitement and enjoyment? You know, you have to understand, I always worked um, full time in the bookstore. When I was like when I started working in the bookstore, I was uh, 19, 20 years old. But I always worked also in a bar because uh, there was a club in the city I lived and uh, I also was a DJ and there was always something I don't know something inside of me which gave me so much pleasure to work with the people and you know working in a bar when you are young you know you have like all these tips and you meet a lot of people and it's kind of you're part of what's going on you know you're part of in you're in the scene or something it's what I always liked and what kind of work environment do you want to build I mean like how much of a role that has played like this like social community interaction and building something for the the kids, so to say. Yeah, for me, it's very important to be part of the kids, not only somebody who has a store and sells books. I'm, it's super important for me to also be part of the whole kids' life and that I go out and I see people who come to the bookstore or I see people who come, I meet in my favorite bar or my friends are coming. And it's not work for me. It's a place I love to be. So I spend like 80% of my time or sometimes yeah, less, but... More or less, it's I, I spend a lot of time there, and I don't feel like it's work. Do you ever get like really confused about your identity as a bookseller and what you are? Because I can imagine that people come to you always ask you for suggestions and uh, like kind of bringing your like free time and work time together. Like, is it hard to distinguish your your own like existence and your profession? No, it's it's not. It's very easy for me when I when I'm in the bookstore so I am a private person there in a way but still I'm also the professional bookseller but what I like about my job is that I can be both at the same time so when somebody comes in which I know for 10 years now as began as a customer and now became a friend which is kind of super nice because I can you know I can tell them yeah well if you come uh, before I close the store we can have a drink together after work or we can just talk about books, but the thing is, what I really don't like is when I, uh, when I'm at my free time and spend with my friends outside the bookstore, and somebody asks me about, oh, what are you reading right now? Or if they ask me like this business questions when I have my free time, which I'm willing to answer, but uh, sometimes I say, yeah, you know what? Just come tomorrow morning at ten, and I tell you about it because I also need some space. Has it been like a learning curve to make boundaries between um, saying no to people? Yeah, that's actually a really um, interesting question. And also it's what I learned is 
saying no is kind of hard or was hard for me. And um, that was a really nice learning process to say what I want and also say it in a nice way, not say, no, I don't want to talk about this right now. Just say, you know what, um, I'm willing to, you know, give you recommendations or whatever you want to you want to know, but not now. Or just saying no is something I think everybody has to learn in in their own ways. And for me, it was not so easy to learn it and also how I react to you know to people or when I have a problem or I would always find the easy way or just not say no but uh, that changed a lot in the last years and was there any other kind of let's say corny like cornerly <laughs> that's not even a word but uh, in a corny way of like life lessons that you learned throughout let's say like owning your business and also like throughout your work life yeah what I learned um what was really interesting for me was because I was kind of, I don't know if naive is the right word, but I thought, so I think life is easy in a way, not easy like I, you know, I have a lot of money or stuff, but the way I thought was, yeah, you know, I'm going to open a store and then everybody will like check us out first and see what's going on. But what I didn't expect it was that there were so many men coming, for example, asking me, ah, oh, yeah, did your father build the store for you? What are you doing here? Where's the boss? You know, that I was confronted with people. Like, I never thought that would be a problem. You know, I thought, okay, I, I'm a bookseller. You know, I know what I do. And so you can have all my know-how. You come here and I, you know, I tell you about my business or I tell you what I know. But many people came to the bookstore, especially the first year, asking, oh, yeah, you're so brave to do this in this neighborhood. And you think you can uh, even live with that money and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, well, if I'm not that naive. I know that you cannot make money out of a bookstore for living like a king or whatever. Yeah, or There was some some confrontations I didn't expect. So it was kind of hard to understand that especially the Kreuzbergers are kind of weird sometimes. And how did you deal with that? Like, how did you deal with that commentary? It must have been like really hard for you when you're trying to build up a business and like there's a lot of financial insecurities and then people are kind of not trusting you in the moment that you have to really trust yourself. Yeah, that was a really hard learning process. And, um, you know, I have a sense of humor. So that's why I just, you know, I thought, yeah, let's wait and see. And that's what I also said to myself, let's wait and see and show them that you can do it, not in an angry way or telling them, uh, yeah, if you don't believe me that I can do something or that I'm capable of having a business, then please don't come back. No, I was always like uh, trying to give them like a nice feeling when they when they came in or when they when they are in the bookstore and said, yeah, when I ask them, can I recommend something to you? And then they look at me and they say, oh, can you? And I said, yeah, sure, I can. So, and some other people maybe would react like, oh yeah, well, what's that for a question? Sure, I can recommend you something because it's my store. But I think the sense of humor is something which really kept me going because otherwise I would have just, yeah, come on, just get the shit out of here, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I think the humor is really something which gave me a lot of energy and power also. And does it, when you think about it in hindsight, like of that moment when you were building up your business, it must have been very, very hard. And in terms of like, yeah, of course, like financial things and like, yeah, just like starting up something from scratch when you're pretty much quite young. And uh, does it seem like now when in hindsight, when you think about it, like easier 
Because normally, like, if there's a hard point in your life, then when you look at it, like, a couple of years after, you, it doesn't seem so hard anymore. So I always had the good feeling about what I do is good. Like, what I this is what I want to do. But also, after the second year, there were some financial problems where I thought, okay, maybe I should ask a, a friend for some money because... I just, you know, bought too many books and I cannot pay the invoices or stuff like this. So, you know, I I was always good in finding a solution. And I think it's what kept me going that I always had an idea how to deal with the problem I had. And also now, after 10 years, I can say, yeah, maybe I changed because I'm more uh, relaxed now. But I didn't change the way I deal with problems. I deal with problems exactly the same I, I did like 10 years ago because when I have a problem, I'm not going to do it with myself. I'm going to ask for help. And this is also something I learned when I was younger that, you know, you know, have, when you are a teenager, you don't want anybody to help you. But when you're getting older and you see especially how a business works, you know that sometimes you have to ask for help and it's not a bad thing. Do you think that the like opening up the shop and having this 10 years in the shop has like had a big influence in your like self-development and personality? Yeah, I would say 100% because also the the feeling to myself is that it's more relaxed now. I know that I was struggling a lot with myself when I was younger, also like eight years ago or six years ago. I was not sure if I can really make it or if it's really something the city can give me also I had some moments where I thought ah oh, yeah well pff, come on forget it do something else yeah but I'm happy that I overlived this crisis I had and um, yeah we'll see I hope there's no crisis coming <laughs> uh, again and so yeah it's, it was kind of hard also When you were starting off, did you have like a much more of an idealistic image of what it would be? Like, was there anything that came as a surprise to you when you opened the shop? Yeah, so I thought in the beginning, okay, I want to open the store and I want to be um, like kind of a meeting point for customers or they can come for a coffee, they can come for a chat and they can um, just hang out, you know, that they should not have the feeling that they have to buy something. So that was the main idea in the, in the beginning. And I have to say it, it worked out. So sure, I was more idealistic because I thought it would be now and then a bit easier with the people itself. But working with people, and you have to understand that most of our customers come to the store since 10 years. That means before 10 years ago, nobody had kids, for example. And now everybody has kids. And then me standing there with no kids and not willing to have kids and stuff, they look at you and they say, yeah, well, what's about you? You know, that's something weird I had to fix for myself to how I react to these questions or how I react to these um, families coming from nowhere, you know, and this is still my kids and I'm here since 10 years and some of them, they just moved here five years ago and they're customers since five years. So I really had to make my own uh, point. I really had to understand what do I want and do I want to share it with others? Do you think that there was something that took you in this direction um, in terms of that you were just going to somewhere to fulfill yourself or like to fill the the characteristics that you are good at, do you think that you are running this shop because that's something that you are an expert in? 
So um, I think um, I have to thank my first boss for this because he saw the potential I didn't see. When I started working for him, I was 20. And uh, he said to me, he gave me a lot of responsibility in the beginning. So I had like um, 15 people which I had to do the schedules for, like the work, walking plans and stuff. And I was super young and everybody was older than me. When he chose me to work in his bookstore, he used astrology, which sounds a bit, you know, weird. But he saw something I didn't see. And then after I told him that I want to go to Berlin, he said, you know what, we knew that you're going to leave one day when we were so happy to have you here for eight years or so. I worked maybe 10 years for him. So he gave me the strength and he told me that I can do it. So and I always, I don't know, kind of believed in it. And he helped me a lot. And yeah, I have to thank him that he gave me this little kick in this right direction that he said, yeah, you have to be unemployed, uh, self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, uh, you have to be self-employed. You can do it. You, um, You know, you can lead people and also you're um, open-minded and friendly and funny. And he told me all these things. And I always knew that I can work. I'm, I'm good with people, also with people who are a bit strange or like a bit uh, not in a good mood, like very German, for example. I could deal with them. I could deal with everybody. Like if there's a 60-year-old or a 16-year-old, I think I can deal with them uh, very well. So maybe it's, uh, yeah what I have to do. So it's my destiny. But do you recognize that now in yourself, like the strength that he was talking about, that you can actually do it? And what was the moment that you actually realized that, hey, this actually is my thing and I can make it successful? I think I always knew that I'm good with people, but I was never this self-secured person who would say, yeah, I can do it, I'm the best, whatever. No, I never thought this. But when I see myself now and when I see how people react to how I am in the bookstore, for example, or what kind of person I, I am now, I think he was right. And I think it's like a very, very nice thing or it's the best thing ever when you found something you're good at and you love. So I'm very happy to be in the situation right now, which always uh, sounds so so nice and romantic having your own store and yeah and dealing with books is so romantic but it's hard work because you read you have to read that shit you know you, you cannot just stay there and and listen to somebody else's um, you know reviews you have to read it and you have to know your customers you have to know the people what they want to read and also you have to have kind of zeitgeist you have to know what's going on in your kids and you cannot be just the seller you have to be involved and also in the kids um, problems which appears in our kids especially and I like being this kind of a kids person. And so what is the most rewarding part of what you do on like a everyday basis? The most rewarding is um, yeah sometimes I'm tired you know and to not to show the people that I'm tired and I want to be every day what they expect so When I want to have a good bookseller, for example, or when I want to, when I, I'm in the store, I want to have the same quality every day. So I don't want to be the first day, one day uh, grumpy and the next day nice. I think it's kind of a, a lifestyle, which I want to, you know, I want to have this easy lifestyle. And I want them to, to come to the store and feel welcome every time, no matter if I slept bad, no matter if I have my period, no matter if whatever happened. I want them to um, 
to have the same feeling every time they come to the store. And this is hard for me to do sometimes. It must take a lot of energy away from you. Um, what do you... I say, like, what is the motto of the days when you feel like, oh, shit, I can't do this anymore? Like, how can you power through that? I keep on going. I think of all the good books I read. And I'm happy that these days are really rare in my life because I'm a positive thinking person or I became more positive than I was, like, some years ago. I don't know. Sometimes I don't even think about that so much because... It's something what I do. It's my, yeah, my motto is keep on going with a smile on your face. When you deal with people there and you have to, like, it's it's a big part of your identity with the with the neighborhood and all the people. Like, do you carry the same kind of values in, like, work and in your private life in terms of caring and building a community itself? I really want to have, like, my, my good friends together and it's very important for me to have these friends. And also to build with them to do with them stuff you know not only going crazy or whatever just you know sitting together and dealing with their problems or doing projects together or helping each other which is something uh, it's very important for my life to to help people and also know that I'm not alone there out out there doing my business and I want to involve them so and I think also I'm involved in their projects and in their lives and so I think that's kind of Like, there's no distinction between my private me and my my work me. So it can't be because otherwise it's not uh, believable. So it's kind of, uh, I cannot be a professional uh, bookseller and not laugh with my, with my customers or I cannot just not make jokes to them. So it would be false to, to tell them, oh yeah, you know, I'm... Um, Like I said, I'm I'm super serious here. Uh, you know, I, I need your money here. So I, I do a lot of jokes with them. And I, I kind of am a playful person, I think. And that's the same with my private life, I guess. As your um, work life and your private life are so intertwined, do you ever have these moments where you'll be like, I can't, I just, this is like a bad idea. Like I should have chosen something else or that it is too exhausting. Or do you have any doubts of that you chose the right way? No, I don't have any doubts. Sometimes I think it's uh, a long working hours because I'm getting older now. I don't know how I will feel from 10 years from now because, uh, you know, you, I stand the whole day and my legs uh, hurt sometimes. Um, what I can't do sometimes is talk the after work. So I'd rather stay home alone and yeah, read a book or watch a movie. But it's not exhausting anymore because um, I think it, I, I changed the, the way how I look on my life in general. Also my work life, I think it's part of me and not um, a part for me. So sometimes, yeah, I'm exhausted too. You know, I'm not superwoman, but everybody thinks I'm superwoman, but I'm not. So sometimes I I'm just want to have my peace and um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very often as a as a female that you have this pressure to, or like not pressure to be a superwoman, but kind of, not, let's say like a pressure from not outside, but from inside. Um, does that exhaust you or um, do you, how do you kind of deal with that inside, outside pressure? You know, this pressure comes also from what we as women, what we do and what we show the others, you know. So if you um, show the others that you can deal with everything, you have a job, you have a nice store, you have a lot of friends, you do a lot of things, you're interested in music and you go to concerts and you do whatever, 
and then sometimes you show them the the wrong picture so it's basically it's my own fault when I when I overdo stuff or when I think maybe I should go there or maybe I should maybe I should take another reading or maybe I should um, you know many publishing houses ask me do you want to support us with the reading here you want to bring the books there and not only my private life also my work life sometimes it's too much and then I have to say no to myself and then I say no sorry I, I can't do it I don't have the capacity to do it and now it's easy for me to say it like three years ago I would just take everything which was you know necessary and also it was needed to build the name and to to show the people hey I'm here I'm everywhere you cannot get rid of me I'm in your kids but uh, this is the pressure I don't have anymore I just don't do it anymore do you ever think about doing a complete 180 and then doing something completely different or restructuring your life and if yes then how Right now, I'm satisfied and happy with my life, but I could imagine also doing something else. I always say to myself, I'm going to stay here as long as I can afford my rent, as long as people buying books. I'm going to stay here in this situation or in this life. And uh, if something, if I don't know, I'm the person who deals with the problem when the problem comes. So now... I don't have any reason to think about something else because I found something I want to do and I can totally do it if, you know, if people coming still to the bookstore and if my friends are staying in the neighborhood and if everything stays like this, which probably will not because life is change and everything, I don't have a, another plan. I think I can do something else, sure, but yeah, I have to think about it when the time comes. So you had the bookstore now for 10 years and uh, like he, she's nodding now. So she's like, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so uh, you had the bookstore for 10 years now. Would you consider that as to be a success? I think so. It is a success. Not like what people think now money wise or something, you know, because, yeah, you don't make uh, money with the books. But for me, personal, it is a success because when we started the bookstore in 2007, uh, we had this 10 years plan. Like first we had the five years plan and then we, we thought, okay, let's go for another five years. And now after 10 years, I really feel I just started. And this work satisfaction that you get from running the bookstore or whatever like future endeavors that you would get, is that a part of like, is that like an essential part of having a good life for you? You know, what I do is the most beautiful thing. You know, I sell literature. So I I can read all the new books before anybody else reads them. I can, you know, just be in in this uh, surrounding where all this, this culture is and um, this literature. And for me, it's like the, the best thing. It's like uh, for a music nerd working in a record store or something or whatever. I don't know. I'm in the middle of it. You know, I'm just, you cannot get closer to books than I do, I guess. And for like people that actually want to kind of do what you're doing or like set up their own business, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, don't listen to the bad man. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a good idea and if you think you are good with people and you um, have a good taste, like good taste, you know, you can talk about taste, but if you really believe in you that you can make it, yeah, then, then do it. But don't expect 
uh, money from it and you have to expect a lot of work, a lot of hours and you have to know also the business. I think just having this romantic fantasy of opening a store and sitting there and reading the whole day, it's not it's not going to happen. So you have to be really, um, yeah, you have to work hard. That's yeah, what I have to say. But I think I would recommend this to people to open a store, but not in my neighborhood, please. <laughs> Beautiful commentary. Um, but is there something that um, if you would have, let's say like some hours in a day that you would, that you could use as freely as you want, um, how would you use that? Would you work some more or have some more free time? And what would kind of give you the best balance in your work free life? So I write, um, I like riding the Vespa, which I did today, for example, um, just being outside uh, for, for a coffee or, um, you know, just spend more time outside because when I'm in the store, I'm in the store. So I'm inside. So sure, everybody can come to visit me. But having free time means also that I can go to some, whatever I go, I go to, I go to some stores or I just walk around the city and I go to a museum or do some cultural stuff. When like we're talking about the future in Asia, do you indulge in yourself in like dreams and uh, future aspirations? Or what do you ever think about like uh, what would come after or what would be like an ideal optimal situation to come in the future? I I really don't think that much about the future. I would like to travel a little bit, but not so far. So I don't want to go somewhere where the creepy animals are. So I would um, no like my future plan is just to yeah see what happens. I don't know. I don't have any future plans. When I see myself as like an old lady or something, I always see myself sitting in a um, in this how do you call it rocket chairs. Uh, rocket chairs and in front of me there's um there's the beach and i live in a in a small house and i have a book on my lap so that's my future plan so it can be anywhere where there is a beach right <laughs> so i don't know it just i hope i can stay as positive as i am and optimistic and uh and i can just stay the way i am right now what i what i think what i feel But I always say that life has changed. So I don't know, from 10 years from now, maybe I just think, okay, it's enough. I'm now um, a bookseller for 30 years. I just want to do something else. I don't know. Okay, perfect. That's a great way to end there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.